I don't feel like people's intention are to, is to go out and offend yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. Our culture provides sources of content for advertising, putting yourself in the conversation where you should be and taking accountability for your actions. And advertising shapes our cultural values. Welcome to the Mad Culture Podcast. On Mad Culture, we explore the intersection between advertising, marketing, and of course, culture. Because there's always a constant interaction between the three. We're your hosts, Brian Rios and Joshua Grant. Let's get into it. There was one other one that I saw it was by Nivea. I mean, and obviously they, they've had their, their areas of controversy. Um, there was one by Nivea I'll never forget, and this was before I even got into advertising. It was just a magazine. It was a magazine ad, and it was a black guy, and he was, so you saw the black guy in the suit, mm-hmm. and then he's holding his head. Mm-hmm. So he ha- it's his actual head and then another head that he's holding, mm-hmm. and that head has an afro, and the tagline is, get civilized. Oh, <laughs> and obviously, and this was before like things were super intense, and that was like, it was it was a it was an immediate sort of like I don't know thunderclap because people yeah. were like, what the hell? Like <laughs> you're lit- like so this oh, this is not yeah. this is not acceptable work. Mm-hmm. You know, an afro is not an acceptable sort of work attire or something. And again, I don't I don't know if. I don't feel like people's intention are to, is to go out and offend yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's yeah. the goal. I just yeah. think if you had a little more diversity of yeah. thought, yeah. then maybe someone would have said, mm, I don't know if that's <laughs> the tagline you yeah. want to use with that picture. It's, um, it's so different also like when it's coming from like a random Twitter user versus like a brand account yeah. i remember there was like uh like netflix canada i think their account is run by two two gay people and um they were like they said the term i forget exactly what the tweet was but it was like the gays in one of their netflix branded tweets and the reaction was like pretty negative because they're like you can't just kind of claim something <laughs> as a brand. Like you're not, like you're not really part of the community. You're more of like a service. Like yeah. you really have to look at it like that. Like you're not someone who's actively part of this. Even even if you try to be and you're engaging in that audience, like you still have to be respectful that that's your audience versus you being a part of that movement or that culture. Like it's okay to support, but it's different to say like, yes, we are part of you we're doing this like it's like those brands saying bay like those tweets that are just like no i mean you crossed the line sorry i just want to correct that it didn't say get civilized i just looked it up it said re-civilize yourself which is worse which is worse (laughs) even because it's like Uh, you know better get back to the way things used to be you don't know it's um but they they pulled that and that was that was a while before, uh, when was that? That was in 2011. So that wow. was definitely way before, like now that ad would have, like Nivea would have been yeah. canceled. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm going to go back a little bit. If that's yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just going back to like uh, the the kind of the perception of the public. And then um, were you talking about how hoping to be more forgiving? Um And then being overly sensitive, I think those are actually kind of two separate things. I actually think we're just sensitive enough right now. Like we're really able to call out what's happening. Um, They're really able to say like, hey, 
this is not good, um, which I think is really valuable. And I actually think that call out culture is good for what it's doing because it is correcting these things that have just been undermined or yeah. under or over overlooked for so long. Yeah. Um, but then on the other side, I think that being forgiving is also valuable. Like I think we also have to be understanding when people do make a mistake, we have to be able to say like, look, yeah, you messed up. They need to be able to say, yeah, they messed up. We need to hold them accountable for what they're doing, but then also give them the space to try again. I think that, that that's probably the most yeah. valuable thing of culture. Absolutely. And um, the other thing I would say, though, is that it's good to be forgiving, but also like like you were talking about how like if you say something in your group of friends and you're kind of like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I mean, even apologizing there or even just thinking like to yourself, oh, God, that was not good. That That's kind of like that shame that like gets you to be conscious of it and do better yeah, next yeah. time. Whereas a brand had like 20, 30, 40, 50, hundreds of people looking at this thing and being yeah. like, this is a good idea. And yeah. so like, and so I think holding them accountable as the public, it almost does fall to us. If they, if it got to that level where they're running this and no one said no up until that point or yeah. they push past no's, yeah. then it's up to the public to tell them like, look, like yeah. this is not what we want. This is not, for sure. this is not a responsible ad. And so I think that, yeah, for, for us as consumers, I mean, again, like the market will decide, as we said before. And so I think that it's kind of important to really consider, as you were saying before, too, um, like where you're putting your money, like where what are you actually mm -hmm. supporting? And so I don't think Burger King is going to get canceled or anything. But, right, right. But holding them accountable and saying, like, look, like this is not good. And then them kind of recognizing, yeah, you know, we could have done this a little bit better. Yeah. I think that that's that process of improvement. And I think that the public is like going to, like, I, I haven't seen anyone who's like, I'm never eating at Burger King again yeah. because they ran this one bad ad about this program that was actually trying to help women. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I think that the Burger King actually is a really good example because it shows that like maybe a good way to hold brands accountable, but also be understanding and forgiving Yeah. Um, to where you're, you're like, this was a mistake. Uh, obviously I'm going to eat Burger King again, but like, know that I didn't appreciate I'm this. I'm going to eat it with a, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to smile while I enjoy yeah, my exactly. waffle. Um, yeah. And so I think, I think that they, like, there is a level of forgiveness, but also holding brands accountable. I think that that's a good mix and something that we should strive for, uh, in, in every kind of ad and every perception of the ads that we see. Yeah. I mean, you make a good point because I think that's why you see a lot of, um, and maybe brands should do this more. I, I think one of the big trends that you've seen, um, particularly that happens in digital is this more, you hear it all the time, sort of more conversational mm -hmm. um, brand engagement. So, you know, brands really getting customer feedback, um, not just on you know, I think customer feedback on obviously the product and what we can do better and how we can make, you know, your experience, your branded experience better. But I think also the ability to sort of have conversations with brands about um, and, and, and understand who who who's buying their products um, and 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 sort of use. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of these companies have a lot of these brands have um, a great resource, which is, you know, their customers, yeah. their consumers yeah. to be like, hey, guys, like, you know, conversation here. Now, obviously, you don't want to reveal a big, yeah. you know, campaign yeah. idea, um, but to kind of, I don't know, take a, that is a poll. I would love be, that. <laughs> like yeah. to take a poll and be like, um, 
you know, run it by a few people and, 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 and consumers and customers. And, and I think, um, that could be an interesting way to do it as well. But, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I know that, um, yeah, I, I think what you said is really great about the, the, the call out and the forgiveness. Cause I think we yeah. get a little focused sometimes on the call out and not the, you know, cause it, it should be about education, right? When, exactly. we, when, 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 when brands, make mistakes and it blows up in their face it should be you know there shouldn't be like okay never use this brand again it should be like hey guys you stepped in it yeah um here's why yeah you know here's what you can do that would make it better and i I don't i mean even from just like a purely like let's say the brand doesn't even care but even from just a purely commercial standpoint Mm -hmm. you don't want to piss people off you know um (laughs) you just don't um so so yeah i I totally hear you then just do it (laughs) do you i mean i mean look we i mean maybe there are some brands that are just like that i mean i look i i'm not necessarily against a brand who chooses to stay neutral uh um especially if you don't have anything to say and you don't really have a point of view and look just stay neutral don't say anything Mm -hmm. um that doesn't bother me at least for me as a consumer that doesn't bother me um but but yeah i mean i i don't i don't i can't think of do you can you think of a brand who just like wanted to offend people like i'm sure i'm sure there are like small brands like regional brands that are like we don't believe in whatever those facebook ads that are like Like, Those Facebook ads are Russians. Yeah. Russian bots. Um, so, so yeah. I mean, if you're a business person, that this is like this is like anti-business 101. Is like you know piss off all your consumers. Um, so yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's, um, but no, what you said I think is really great in those conversations, and I think that's why you know, you know, people say it's the death of the agency, but I, I really think that's why agencies are, are also so important. I think agencies also can be that red team sometimes and sort of, whether that's the media agents, the media part of the agency who's going to like sort of, you know, put these campaigns out into the universe um, or whether it's, you know, the strategy team. I mean, there's so many groups within an agency where you could really build like a, a you know, red team kind of blue team thing and really talk this through um rather the creative idea came from the 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 advertiser itself whether that was an in-house idea whether that was from a different creative agency you know because a lot of times as you know in the agency world um it's not uncommon for an advertiser to have one media agency and one creative agency in two different groups Mm -hmm. so that kind of collaboration um brings diversity brings diversity so interestingly enough png uh i remember two years ago two or three years ago png won like best super bowl commercial um and it was a tide commercial and the tagline was everything's a tide commercial because if they're like clean clothes in the commercial then they use tide because tide is number one and blah, blah blah very like meta and i loved it yeah so um and I was reading an article of how they like came up with that. And one of the things that PNG has done in Cincinnati, where they're based, is they made all of their agencies that they work with work together. They were like, we don't care if you <laughs> like, we don't care if you're, you know, Sachi and Sachi or Hearts and Science or Dentsu or iProspect, like, let's all figure it out. And it ultimately was a success. So I think that could be really interesting. Obviously, you have to keep, you know, your walls and barriers in terms of things that are proprietary. But why can't 
you know, the creative team and the media team who's going to execute and everybody get in a room together and be like, here's what we can do. Um, and you'll probably have, I think, yeah. a diverse group of people going, yeah, that doesn't work because maybe that could be considered this way or that way or whatever. Um, it, that, that's what I think is, is, is really missing is, is when people talk about diversity, I think that there should be diversity of thought. And that to me is not necessarily attributed to a color mm -hmm. or like a race, just people that aren't from the same background that can sit in a room and yeah. go, oh, maybe this isn't the the best way to do things um but what do you what do you think about like so fine so then brands do this right and then they say yeah we stand for this or we stand support, for that yeah. we support this or we support that like i feel like also then you have to kind of do something yeah. right like yeah. you need to you know it's it's um like it's funny for example during pride month you always mm -hmm. see like mm -hmm. every brand's logo is almost it yeah, becomes yeah. a rainbow yeah, flag yeah. Yeah. and then you're like okay that's great but like are you actually doing something and so i think that also what is different that i feel now particularly in the last few years is like there's like authenticity checks like mm -hmm. like the brand is doing this mm -hmm. um or they say they stand for this let's let's find out if they do mm -hmm. and so i think brands what i've seen recently is like brands are also it's not they're not just making a statement but they're also like and we've set up this organization or to you know to join the conversation mm -hmm. you know hashtag join the conversation mm -hmm. or whatever right mm -hmm. so i think there's like more of this like you need to not only you need to not only state where you stand but then you need to kind of put your money where your mouth is yeah i i think i think that that's an interesting thought really like is there a way to do it right is kind of i think what, yeah. what we're getting to is like we kind of have seen that the, there's there's pretty big ways to swing and miss, but what ways can brands do it that feels kind of authentic or real? You mentioned Toms where it did really feel like, I don't even know, I, don't, I haven't seen a pair of Toms in like probably like eight years. But, I don't even know, yeah. <laughs> but at the time that was like- It's a big deal. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it came, and it, and it seemed to come from nowhere yeah and and i think that's what it seems so authentic i mean not to say it seemed yeah. authentic i think but, that's why it was authentic to, mm -hmm. authentic wait oh my yeah. god i can't say that word authentic uh -huh. because it seemed to come from nowhere yeah. i think now yeah. because the expectation is yeah. i mean it's the culture right i mean media like that's the thing advertising is supposed yeah. to you know, interestingly enough, you know, they say like art creates culture and things like that. And I think advertising reflects culture. Like advertising says where we are, right? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't guide it or set like a trend. It just sort of says, okay, this guys, this is, this is what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really interesting. And I think that's why, you know, advertisers are being asked to s make a stance because yeah. I think the culture is yeah. very much like me being friends with you, yeah. me buying your product, yeah. me choosing to partner with you or marry yeah. you or whatever yeah. is going to be heavily, heavily based on like, I mean, you know, families were have yeah. been torn apart over this, right? So it's very much a culture. And so I think advertising as it reflects where we are as a culture, um, I think has to do this. So how do brands do it right? I think there's a couple things. I think, first of all, 
you have to have a very clear point of view on on the issue. So if it's Black Lives Matter, if it's the gender pay gap, if it's climate change, what's your very clear point of view about this? Um, And I think that that's more than just like releasing an ad. That is also kind of Where's your money going? Where's your money going? Why why is this particular subject one of yeah, interest yeah. to you? Because yeah. that's that's what I think is interesting sometimes too, is you'll have like an advertiser, you know, do something and you're like, this has nothing to this has nothing to do with the products that <laughs> yeah, you sell, yeah, right? Yeah. Um so like what's your point of view here? Um so for example, if we talk about like the Colin Kaepernick Nike mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was very much in their domain, mm-hmm. right? That's very that's that was a sports story. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a that was a racial story. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if and if we're honest, you know, the majority of NFL players and, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, NBA yeah, players yeah. are black. Um, so it made sense that Nike would be expected to say something of the of that kind, and I think. Um, subsequently, Adidas like tweeted, retweeted um, Nike's uh, mention of that. But so I think that's how you. That's one way to do it authentically. Mm-hmm. Is it has to be a subject that your brand would be inherently included in that conversation. That's great. Yeah. So for sure. when we're talking about like um, you know FMCG or fast moving like CPG products, right? And the idea that like climate change in plastic yeah, yeah, yeah. right and so you see companies coming out like oh we're going to try to you know remove plastic Coke. or we're going to yeah. try to do because that's a conversation that you yeah. should be involved in because, um, yeah. not necessarily that you helped create the problem but yeah. you know it comes up right and so i think that's one way brands can do it really well is first sort of is this a conversation that makes sense for something that i should be involved in and then i think if you start there it's like it's almost yeah. like uh, accountability more than it yeah. is necessarily inserting yourself into the conversation. Right. It's like, like I think when we're talking about the plastics. So I I worked for Coca Cola um, in the states, and so that when it, this brand I worked for specifically was Honest Tea, and Honest Tea is a very socially conscious, like eco friendly brand. And so when we became part of Coca Cola there was a big backlash against us actually. Yeah. And um, the way that our founder kind of put it was that um, we really were looking to expand our reach. And so Coke provided us that platform. Right. Um, and even kind of making that change from within Coke um, to where then they were introducing like plant-based bottles where they were trying to reduce their plastic right, right. footprint. Um, and I mean, obviously, a lot of that is tied to kind of going back a few points where we were talking about like why things are so left leaning now um, in brands and in advertising. And I think that a big part of that is because um, that I think most people are on that kind of side of the fence at this point, but also where um, it like a, a, a lot of the market research and stuff can kind of show like that the trends are going in that direction, and yeah. especially for things around climate change, around like we were part of fair trade um, at, that, yeah. at that point. And it just like making the world better through these products or trying to make less of, an, of a footprint or, or yeah, exactly. Like putting yourself in the conversation where you should be and taking accountability for your actions, I think is something that, seems much more authentic than um 
than inauthentic in, in ways that like maybe the Burger King or the Pepsi. Yeah. Like why, what does Pepsi really need to say about like Black Lives Matters in, in that way? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it feels like when a brand puts out a statement or is donating money to that, it feels much more authentic than to yeah. put out like, I don't even, they probably paid so much for that ad. And then, of course, yeah. Kindle Gen <laughs> yeah. is not cheap. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, where is that money really going? And then like, it's kind of like implying like, oh, like the solution is Pepsi. And it's like, yeah. that is not the yeah. solution. Yeah. I remember, um, so one of the the clients that I that I have done work for, um, which is P&G, I mean, P&G in America has really, I think, done this very well um, in terms of, of taking up social issues and you know they had you know the famous um run like a girl ad um that that got a lot of attention Mm -hmm. and then they've had obviously um uh, ads for gillette Mm -hmm. um you know supporting you know transgender and and transgender equality Mm um obviously they've done um conversations about race Mm -hmm. and i think that you know, some might argue, well, why do they need to do this? I mean, they they sell toilet paper and mm-hmm. and and laundry detergent, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, one of the things that I, I think is important to people is that I think daily life products, mm-hmm. I think because they're a part of you know what you see every day, what's around your house, what you're looking at, I think it's even more important that I think brands like that do it. Like these, these sort of products where you let them into your home, you let, you know, you, 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 you use the laundry detergent to put clothes on your children, right? Or whatever the case may be. And so I think there is this kind of, um, I think like more so than a, like a financial company or something, I think these kind of daily use products that people led into their homes that they experience on a regular basis that they sort of want to see you know that rather that's food products that they make that they serve to their children and obviously mm-hmm. you know if you're like you know if you're serving i don't know something to your kid and it's from a company that supports you know anti-lgbt and your kid is gay you know it's like yeah. what what are you doing here so mm-hmm. i i mean it is still tricky um i don't have the perfect answer for it <laughs> but i think that I think brands are going to have to start to really figure this out. So I guess one of the things I wanted to ask, and and I would love to kind of, maybe we'd have to do like a part two or follow up because, Mm -hmm. you know, this, as we're discussing, it's very sort of Western centric. Mm -hmm. I wonder, like, as we're sitting here, like, Mm -hmm. I wonder, does that work? Is that the same kind of globally? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, does it work in Asia? Is it, is it, you know, how does South America feel about, Mm -hmm. you know, like different parts of the world is, is advertising also taking that same effect in Mm -hmm. terms of social responsibility? I've I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of really interesting examples from like Unilever, um, some stuff that Unilever has done in like India. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've seen some examples from around the world you know, they're starting to, you know, as there was a recent article, uh, it was released actually two days ago on um, the drum sort of talking about sort of how Japan's creative agencies and creative ads are now really, you know, slowly changing to trying to give voices to, 
you know, underserved communities within Japan. Now, this doesn't mean I don't think that, you know, I don't expect to see, you know, Japan run a Black Lives Matter, <laughs> Black Lives Matter commercial when there's very few Black people in Japan. But, but what it does, what I, what I do see is Japan has, even no matter how homogenous it is, Japan has women who who feel that you know they don't always get a seat at the table japan has lgbtq plus people who also feel that they don't always get a seat at the table so i think that you can you can um it it, it, it always doesn't have to be rooted in like race relations and things like that i think what you see in japan is this slow sort of move toward um wanting more points of view mm-hmm. um but from points of view that also are um you know japanese in a sense yeah. so not just western companies coming in and saying hey japan you should be thinking like this and mm-hmm. this is how it should be and in the rest of the world this is it and i and and what i see is you have japanese creative agencies densu being one of them very proud of densu um trying to tell more stories uh within the context of of what it means to be trans in japan or gay in japan or you know half japanese and something else yeah. um uh and and i think that you know uh, i hope that they 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 do it very well it looks like that that's what we see happening so it's it's um yeah i think it, it's all quite exciting um with what i think this is a new area of marketing or a new venture that we're going into the marketing world that i think is going to be there's going to be a lot of hits there's going to be a lot of misses mm-hmm. um but i think i guess as a kind of overreaching point of view i think you know this is obviously brands need to figure it out they need to do it they need to they need to think about what their point of view is and and yeah the first example that kind of came to my mind was that Nike ad that came out, I think, at the beginning of this year or, or late yeah. last year yeah, with yeah. the Korean athletes in Japan. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's like so much backlash. Yeah. On yeah. It's, so it's, much it's, backlash. On it's that. yeah. It was intense. Like, like, uh, and I don't know if this is an exclusively Japanese thing, but they like people were like really kind of like digging in, like, like, oh, this. I remember hearing like, oh, this girl actually went to like a different school than it says in the advertisement. And like, they're saying it's a true story, but all these things. And it, it's interesting to see like, yeah, I, I think that it's tough in, I think India is probably a market that's closer to the U S like, uh, in terms of there's a lot of mixed viewpoints and perspectives. And so you really have to kind of look at like what you want to align yourself with. In Japan, I think it's potentially even harder um, just because so much of the population is of like one mindset or they try to be of one mindset. It's kind of and like, I think also weren't, I mean, weren't they also somewhat, I think what was interesting about the reaction to that also was I think that they were, there were some people who were offended mm-hmm by the fact that this ad was even suggesting that Japan that Japan had race relation issues <laughs> right um which is an interesting thing even of itself right yeah. um that you're not you're not i think that's that's kind of unique you know yeah. that you you you're not i mean 
you know, when you take America, like everyone is aware of the issues that people perceive that America has yeah. on both sides. Like whether yeah. you agree or dis- disagree with them, mm-hmm. race relations is an issue, LGBT trans rights is an issue, etc. Right. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about the, the 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 Japanese Nike ad was it was almost like this is an issue and like raising it and then people being like, it is really <laughs> um which, first of all, you know, hats off to Nike. That's a really There's ballsy bold. move. That's yeah. a, ball, that's a I, ballsy yeah, move. Totally the ballsy so move too, yeah. when you're going to, like, tell someone that they have yeah, a problem. Yeah. It's one thing to be like, we support yeah. solving this problem. But it's like, no, you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was really, I mean, I think it was really uh, shocking. And what's interesting about that, too, is I think that the that ad also came out, I think, in a climate where, you know, there's a lot of things going on in Japan right now around the idea that um, because of the way that Japan has been doing with COVID in terms of border lockdowns and controls and all of this, that there is this, you know, underlying current of racism and xenophobia. And, and I think parts of that are true, but I think that... Um, there was just a lot of that conversation and that ad just had to, that ad happened to come out. Mm. Like whilst all of that was going on, whilst people are, Mm -hmm. you know, separated from their family Mm -hmm. or while people can't travel or leave or whatever. And so I think it just really intensified the reaction on both sides because I think there was just a lot of, um, back and forth about sort of what what is the actual situation between i guess the japanese and then everyone else who lives here yeah um yeah man nike really goes for it they yeah. just don't like they don't i mean they don't hold back but i mean i think it's they're so big though you yeah. know i mean it won't it won't cost them yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean i mean yeah. I, can't, I mean i can't make that assumption yeah. but like I can't find anything that that really goes into what the effect was. It's just reactions. Because even people yeah. burning Nikes, it was like it was kind of a joke. Like <laughs> you saw, you like you saw it on like you know social you platforms. You're like, look at this person burning Nikes. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And then my, like they, it's like, but you bought the Nikes to burn, burn them, them yeah. you know. So it's just yeah. I don't know. Um, right. As a wrap up, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Essentially, like it's like yeah. I guess what what. What would you say are the like key takeaways? Like how how would what are the best practices for brands to do it right? Um, yeah, if I had to counsel a brand on this, I would say first I think understand or at least think about is it organic to your brand? Like was your brand created on the back of a social issue? Like Patagonia mm-hmm. and and the, and the environment or honesty, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, was the brand created on the back of a social issue? Mm-hmm. Then it's super simple. Yeah. Engage in yeah. you know the conversations that are relevant to. So I guess that's part two, is engage in conversations that are relevant to whatever your product is or whatever you're producing. So if you take an honest tea or a Patagonia or a Naked or whatever that are all built on sort of, you know, um, food sourcing and and, uh, envir- and the environment, et cetera, then it makes sense to then mm-hmm. make social things about that mm-hmm. um, and, and make your ads and your content about those issues. Because I don't think brands need to take on every issue. Mm-hmm. 
make the ones that are really relevant to to you. Um, that people expect you to and have people expect you to have a point of view, and also people expect you to have some expertise on the subject, yeah. right? <laughs> um, so then when you take, so I guess relevant to the conversation, so that's what we were saying about um, Nike. So Nike, for example, yeah. where the majority of people in professional sports in America, at least NFL and NBA, mm-hmm. which are largely Nike sponsored, mm-hmm. black people, yeah. makes sense. You should have a comment about that. Yeah. Um, or if you take, you know, a Unilever or a Coke, when we're talking about, you know, environment and sustainability, or H&M, when we're mm-hmm. talking about sustainability, mm-hmm. you should have a comment about that. Yeah. You're producing plastic, you're, yeah. you're, you know, producing clothes at a very cheap price that people are throwing away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you just, with, with, with P&G and Unilever also, it's like, you know, those big FMCGs, it's also about, you know, um, you're also products that are that are in people's homes every day. Mm-hmm. So you you need to talk about family values. Family values not in the traditional sense of family values, but like what does it mean to be a family and 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 sort of a community because these are products that people are using every day, washing their hair or cleaning their body or mm-hmm. or cooking, etc. So that makes sense. So I think that would be advice too, which is um, try to inject yourself into a conversation that you would already be invited to based on whatever it is that you're producing. Um, I think the third one is just test um, against a diverse group of people. And again, I want to stress, it doesn't mean skin color. Diversity doesn't mean skin color. Because I also don't like this notion that if you get a black person, that, that, that black people or Latin people or gay people are a monolith and we all think the same way and we yeah. get together and we have these meetings where we all decide on our subject and what we think <laughs> about it because that doesn't happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's... Because I think that's like... Yeah. Anyway, that's a tangent that I won't get on. But <laughs> but this idea that's like, let's go find some black people and see what they think. Yeah. You know, it's like that doesn't happen. Um so I think diversity of thought, which comes from looking at people's different backgrounds, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, um, I'll say this. I watched this show. Um, I won't say the name of the show because it's a guilty pleasure, but it takes place at a, at a, at a woman's magazine. And um, there was a particular episode a couple weeks ago because I watched it on Netflix. There was a particular episode about... Um, so the, the social media director was looking for someone to join the team. And she 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 decided that she was going to look like on Twitter mm-hmm. um, to just find... Like she sent out a call on Twitter and was like, who wants to be social director of this, of this magazine? Or work for this magazine? And she found this really cool girl who was like from the Bronx, like very cool, like was just killing it on social. So she brings her in and they want to go and hire her. But the company, the holding company of the magazine had a policy that you had to have a university degree. Mm -hmm. And um, so the whole episode, or not the whole episode, but this storyline within the episode was her sort of challenging that and being like, this this woman is brilliant at social. Mm -hmm. And yet we're turning her down because she didn't have, because the the story was that that she didn't have the means to go to university. Obviously Mm -hmm. in America, university is quite expensive. Mm -hmm. And so she had dropped out because she couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was this whole thing. So when I'm talking about sort of diversity, I don't just mean color. I also mean background, perspective, 
um, upbringing, you know, nationality. There's so many other things yeah. that can go into that. So the third one would be test the idea against a diverse group of people. Rather that's, you know, you play within the, you know, you have meetings where, you know, maybe you, half of the people who work on this business know the creative concept and the other half don't. Mm -hmm. And you present the creative concept to half of people who've never seen it before. Because mm -hmm. also when you're like working in something, you, you tend to start, yeah. yeah, you start, you know, have you ever done, I, this happens to me all the time where like I'll be working on a PowerPoint presentation and then I'll be like, ah, oh, this is brilliant. And then I'll show it to a couple of people and they're like, I don't know what you mean on this slide. And it's like, cause you're so in yeah, it yeah, yeah. that you're like, you don't understand what I'm There's saying. Like, like a cool visual. Trees, like, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the idea is like keeping that separation so that, and, and a lot of people say that that's what happened with Pepsi in particular, because it was in house that everyone drinks the Pepsi Kool-Aid, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And everyone thinks, oh, Pepsi is a great brand and everyone, you know, so the idea of kind of having this kind of blue team, red team, um, I think is a, is a great one. And then I would say the last thing is because people will check for receipts is it cannot be just a nice, beautiful ad. There has to be mm -hmm. some authenticity around whatever it is that you're claiming that you get behind, whether you do that with money, whether you do that with an organization that you set up, whether you partner with, you know, um, you know, different groups that are trying to affect change. But I don't think you can just run an ad that says our company loves minorities and yeah. then that's it. Right. Yeah. And then just go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yes, women should be paid more. And then they find out at your yeah. company that women aren't, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah definitely. So, yeah, there was a big thing um, recently where it came out that, like, Nike didn't pay federal taxes, right? And so it was, like, for three years. And so you're like, ah, this is, like, okay. You know, so I think you have to, there will be an authenticity check. Mm -hmm. um, so just make sure that, you know. The actions and the words. Have the to actions and the words. And again, like we said earlier, it doesn't mean that you need to give money to organizations to support me, but mm -hmm. you better not be giving money to organizations that are against me. For I sure. think that's the thing. Um, so yeah, just to repeat, so just be organic to the brand. Um, make sure it's, or I said, make sure it's organic to your brand. Um, try to get yourselves involved in conversations where you have some say, some relevance, some knowledge of the situation. Um, test, 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 and test again against different groups of people. And then obviously um, just support up. that action, like back it up with, with what you say. And I think that that would pretty much cover it. And I'm excited to see how things, how things progress. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll have another discussion maybe later when we when another brand messes up, <laughs> we can when come we back and talk results. about it again. Yeah. Like we told them, they didn't listen to the podcast. We told them what to do and they didn't listen. Cool. That's great. Thank you for listening. We are always looking for feedback or questions. Please feel free to send them to b.rios at wallencase.com. Again, that's b.rios at wallencase.com.